If you brought a Bible with you this evening, turn with me please to Mark, the 16th chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible, the ushers have extra Bibles. If you'd hold your hand up high, they'd be glad to uh, get one to you, let you use one of ours. And go to Mark 16, please. Last week, we, uh, we talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. We talked about speaking in other tongues. And if you're interested in that, CDs, DVDs, downloads are available. You can download it off the internet. You can go back in the back if you're here in the building and get that. But uh, as I meditated on that, the Lord began to minister to me that that was uh, the beginning of a series. I didn't know that. thought maybe it was a single. <laughs> he doesn't tell me everything. How about you? No, but he tells us enough to walk by faith. In Mark 16, we read this passage, and I saw the more I looked at it and prayed about it, I saw that um, this is connected to what we're already involved in on Sunday mornings and what we're reading in our Bible reading right now in the book of Acts. You know, the Lord is just really smart. If we'll follow him, he'll have us in the right place at the right time. In this passage of scripture, Mark 16, Jesus told them, told us in verse 15, he said, go into all the world and preach or proclaim the gospel, the good news to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Read that phrase out loud with me, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Say it again. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Signs following. He starts out talking about the sign of uh, uh, in his name, demons being cast out, the sign of, of speaking in tongues, and, and he mentions other things, and, and the sick being healed. And, and verse 19, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere. They did what he told them to do, preaching, proclaiming the good news, and the Lord was working with, now actually the word them's in italics, so the Lord working with, and confirming the word with what? Signs following. Amen. Signs following. So you could, since them is, is added uh, by the translators, they went forth and preached everywhere. What did they preach? The word. And the Lord work, working with, with what they preached. And confirming that's the verification. What was he confirming? He wasn't just confirming them. What was he doing? He was confirming the word and he did it with signs following. The title of our series that we're beginning is Miracles Now. Miracles Now. And I want us to just camp some in the book of Acts. Have you been reading the book of Acts? Yeah. You should be. Everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter 
every day, Monday through Friday. Now you can do more than that if you like, but do at least that. Someone say, what is that? Well, after the service, go back to the information counter and they'll give you a little reading card. And, and if you read one chapter every day, just five days a week, Monday through Friday, in the New Testament, you will have read the New Testament through in its entirety in one year. And that's what we're doing together. We've done it before, and we're doing it again this year as a church. And we are in the book of Acts right now, aren't we? Uh, you getting anything out of the book of Acts? Huh? Does it bless you to read about the book of Acts? Are there supernatural things recorded in the book of Acts? Are there miracles, signs, and wonders? Well, are we a part of the same church? We are. People sometimes talk about the early church almost as though it was a different church. No, we're part of the same church they are. That's the beginning days of the church, but there's just one church. Just one church. So which denomination? There's just one church. Just one. And there are parts of the church scattered in all kind of denominations and groups. But I assure you, there is no Baptist, Catholic, charismatic sections in heaven. And nobody's going to ask you that when you get there. <laughs> to determine what part of heaven you're going to... No, no. No. You must be born again. If you're born again, no matter what church you go to, what group you're a part of, you are a part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not born again, no matter what church you go to, or how you've been baptized, or what book you got your name on, you're not a part of the church. You must be born again. So joining the church won't save you. Thank God we can be born again. And people that scoff at it and mock it are obviously haven't been. And are obviously lost. So you shouldn't pay attention to that. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about when I say born again? Huh? Anybody in here been born again? I was just a boy. When I was born again, I was in uh, junior high. I... I went down to the altar, I prayed, I gave my heart to the Lord, something happened to me. I couldn't explain it. But the next day, Monday, back in school, I was sitting there, and the people I didn't like, I liked. <laughs> I just felt different. Instead of the blah and the negative and the junk, I was happy. There was something inside me. When you've been born again, the Bible said you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. So no, the new birth is very, very real. Jesus talked about it. And uh, in the beginning days of the church, you see so much about it. Nothing has changed. But in looking in the book of Acts, like I said, we see miracles. Miracles and signs and wonders. And I want us to feed on these things because faith comes by hearing, doesn't it? Faith comes by hearing. We're going to ask some questions tonight. You know, do you believe in miracles? 
And as we look at at these things, we want to ask ourselves the question, do we believe, as we look in the book of Acts and we see these amazing things that are recorded, do we believe that this happened? And then, do we believe it can happen now? These two questions I want us to bring up to ourselves repeatedly. Do we believe this literally, actually happened? And then, can it happen now? 2010. Branson or any state or any continent on the planet Earth. Could it happen now? Again. Are we open to that kind of thing? Well, not just are we open, are we believing for these things? The truth is, much of the church is not believing for these things. And there's even a lot of church-going people that deny these things. Uh, Some church-going people deny that these ever actually happened. I mean, there's, there's people that teach in seminaries, doctors with multiple degrees, that explain to the, their ministers and pastors and evangelists in training that no, you know, the water didn't literally turn into wine. Know that the dead weren't actually literally raised up again to life. That these are figurative. They, they're symbolic. They are moral myths. Well, you got to wonder if these folks are born again at all, right? Because, I mean, a person like that is not going to believe in the virgin birth. A person like that is not going to believe in the literal physical resurrection of Jesus. So how could they be saved? They can't be. You cannot be a Christian and not believe in miracles. So let me see in here. Anybody in here believe in miracles? I want to. Oh, we got Christians up in this place. Look at here. Look at here. House full of Christians. <laughs> now we laugh, but there, there's, there are a number of churches that are not full of born-again people. They're just basically social clubs. and They come and talk about this and talk about that. We believe, in case you had any wonder or question about it, in this church right here, we believe... That God is absolutely, totally real. He created the heavens and the earth. And everything that's in them. And that His precious Son, born supernaturally without a human father. We said, that's impossible. Watch out. You don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) The one we're talking about with Him, nothing. Is impossible. (laughs) People say. Well I just. I just can't believe that. That's not true. It's not true that you can't believe it. You should say it accurately. You choose not to believe it. You could believe it. If you chose to. Faith is a choice. And people say. Well I believe in this. And I believe that. Things just evolved. Well, where did it come from to get to here? If you believe it evolved. Where? How did it start? Well, we can, you know, we can track uh, life from conception 
and how it develops from one stage to the other. Okay, great. But what causes it to go from one stage to another? You can't see that under a microscope. It's life. Hmm? No. If you understand, you know, that everything that we see, the Bible said, was made and created out of things that are not seen. Hebrews tells us. There was a time when this planet wasn't here. And the star, our sun, wasn't here. And the matter that you're made out of wasn't here. And now, everything we see is a, even in its amazing beauty and glory, the Bible tells us it's fallen. It's cursed. We don't, we don't even really know how beautiful it was when it was first made. We're going to find out. I said we're going to find out. Because everything's going to be restored. There's going to be new heavens and new earth wherein is no curse. And in time to come, the Bible says there will be no sorrow, no pain, no crying, no dying. Oh my. Think about it, saints. No hospitals, no institutions, no cemeteries, no funerals. All that stuff will be long gone. No aging. No aging. No dieting. No cleaning. (laughs) Might have got some new converts right there. Right there. Do you believe in miracles? It's a choice. Look with me over, if you would, in uh, two openings, Acts, the 14th chapter, and then we'll go to Hebrews 2. As you read the book of Acts, and we're doing that right now, and let me encourage you, read it carefully, and every time you see a supernatural something, a miracle, a sign, a wonder, pay close attention this time. And uh, ask yourself the question, do I really believe that happened? Because there's a lot of people that tell us, oh, no, that's just, you know, it's an old writing and it teaches us some valuable lessons, but surely you don't believe that 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 defies the laws of physics. I mean, surely you don't believe that that'd be a miracle. And there's a lot of people that don't believe in miracles. And you got to make up your mind which one you are. And when you read about the miracles that have happened, one of the first ones that we're going to see is Jesus has been raised from the dead. Was he really dead? Was he almost dead and he revived? (laughs) Was he really dead and they stole his body and lied and said he raised from the dead? Someone said, well, I I just, it's confusing to me. I, I just can't believe it. It's a choice. It's a choice. Pay attention to your heart. You're made in the image of God. He'll let you know what's right if you listen to him. And you'll have a witness inside yourself about what is true and what is right. And when you get that, you should choose to believe that. 
And you must make this book your standard of what you believe. Elsewise, you'll be easily duped and deceived and misled. So Jesus is physically raised. He was dead for days. And he's physically raised from the dead. Uh, This is not just a spiritual apparition. You remember he tells them. Thomas said, unless I see the wounds, unless I put my finger in the wounds. He knew that they had driven those uh, uh, pieces of metal through his uh, body. And he said, unless I see that, and that spear in his side. Well, Jesus appeared to them after he's raised from the dead. Was he really dead? Yes. Really dead? Yes. Has he now been raised from the dead? Yes. Physically. As well as spiritually, soulically. His body physically has been raised from the dead. You know, you, there's even shows they got out now about people that's trying to find Jesus' body. Boy, you talk about a waste of time. <laughs> Boy, there's some dumb folks financing that endeavor. Because Jesus is in his body and he's seated at the right hand of majesty on high in his body, his flesh and bone body. He told them, they, when they saw him, they knew he was dead. And when they saw him, they were aghast. And they thought, it's a spirit, it's a spirit. He said, no, a spirit does not have flesh and bone like you see me have. And he told Thomas, reach your hand over here. Touch me. Put your finger in that hole. So apparently those holes are still there. Put your hand in my side. He did it. He felt the flesh. After Jesus had been dead. And he he pulled his hand away. He said my Lord and my God. And Jesus told him. He said "Uh, Thomas you believe because you've seen. But blessed are those that have not seen. And yet they've believed. Is that you? Then you believe in miracles. Yes. He went on to tell them. He said. Uh, you got anything to eat around here? <laughs> this is Jesus talking. After he's been dead. You got anything to eat? <laughs> Don't you know they were thinking. Wow. Something to eat. Uh, what we got? <laughs> we got a little fish and some bread. He said. Honeycomb. He said. Give me some. Give me some. And he ate it right there in front of them. Now here's a revelation you're going to like. <laughs> You still get to eat. In the world to come. Because the Bible said our body is going to be changed and made just like his body. You know what Philippians talks about? It's going to be made just like his glorious body. Mm-mm-mm. He he'd do some amazing things after he raised from the dead. He could go through walls. And yet, he's solid to the touch. He appeared in different uh, forms. Some people saw him this way and some people saw him that way. I don't know. Maybe you just get up one day and and feel like looking like this. (laughs) And you you, want to change. So next week, you just feel like looking like this. And so you just look another way. I don't know. He did. He looked different. 
to different people. Well, it's a glorified body that is no longer subject to decay or corruption or death. I'm looking forward to that. How about you? Mm-mm-mm. Glory to God. This is not fairy tales. This is, these are not myths. This happened, didn't it? I said it happened. And so he spoke to them, and the Bible said he appeared to a number of people, many people, if you added them all up together. And the Bible said there were many infallible proofs of his being physically raised from the dead. How many say, I believe it? I believe it. To me, there's no question about it. He was dead, and he is alive again. Hallelujah. And the exciting thing is, you know, God raised him from the dead. The Bible said if the same spirit that was in him is in you, he's going to raise you up from the dead too. And one of these days, the trumpet's going to sound. Hallelujah. And the Bible said the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Their bodies are going to come back to life. They're going to come back together. Think about it. Some of these, some of these Christians died out in the desert. Some of them died at sea. Where's their body? Their bones were bleached and blown to the four corners. The sharks got them or whatever. And where's their body? Well, God knows where every molecule is. He knows where every atom is. And it would be pretty amazing to be alive and remaining when he comes back and and see that. Their body come from the four corners of the earth and go back together. And you're standing there about as big-eyed as you've ever been. <laughs> and just about time you finish seeing that, the Bible said, and we shall be changed. It's going to hit us. Amen. We shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen fast. But it's going to be radical. Our bodies are going to be changed on a molecular And further than that, spiritual and molecular level, we will no longer be mortal. Glory to God. No longer be subject to the things that this body is subject to, including aging and death. And the Bible said we'll we'll be caught up together with them, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's never going to change. We're going to be with Him. We're going to be... In our perfect condition. Forever. That's a long time. We really don't know how long that is. But this will be the shortest thing. We will ever do. What's happening right now. Is the briefest. Shortest thing we'll ever do. I don't believe this is theory. I believe this is truth. The word says it. It bears witness with my heart. I have chosen to believe it. For me it's settled. I'm not wondering about it. I'm not pondering it. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. He's coming. Somebody say he's coming. He's coming. And what little time we have left. We want to get as many with us as we can. So that they can go when we go. And not be left. Did you find Hebrews 2? Well, Acts 14. And then Hebrews 2.
Acts 14 and 3. Notice this. Acts 14 and 3 says, Long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Somebody say signs and wonders. Now what is a sign? What is a wonder? I've studied these and preached on these in times past, but looked them up again anew and afresh. And the definitions of these are really quite simple. These words mean pretty much what you think they mean and the way we use them today. Language changes through the years, but these words are pretty much just how we use them. A sign, another word for sign, is a mark. A mark or an indicator. You know, we use the word sign, signed, signature from the word sign, and it has to do with putting your mark on something, doesn't it? Well, God signs stuff. (laughs) I said, God signs things. And what he signs is his word. He signs what he said. And he doesn't do it with ink and pen. He does it with wonders. He does it with miracles. We need to know this about him. He's always been this way. Our God, our great mighty God, has always been, is and will always be the God of miracles. He's the God of signs and wonders. Now that's the language he has given us. My thinking, I think it's just his natural realm. You know, but when it manifests in this realm, it's extraordinary to us because it's not the norm. It is superseding or exceeding natural laws. Well, the creator could do that now, couldn't he? If he made it, couldn't he do something outside its confines? Certainly. So this word impossible and can't be done is human invention. Man-made thinking and ideas. God confirms his word. He signs his word with wonders, with miracles. Say it out loud, God confirms his word. word. Say it again, God confirms his word. word. Say it again real strong, God God confirms His word. word. He signs his word. He He confirmed the word with what? Signs. Follow. He He signs his word. Signs his word. He marks his word to let you know that it is his word. That what they said was him. He was saying it through them. It distinguishes What men can produce, or contrasted, I said, I should say, between what men can do and what he can do. Something men just came up with. No matter how hard men would try to push, they can't put power in their words like God can. They can't confirm it with miraculous signs like he can. And so without him, it's obvious that it's just the words and things of men. But when it's more than that, I said when it's more than that. When it, maybe it came through a man, it came through a woman, but it wasn't just men. 
It was God. Then God signs it. (laughs) And says, yeah, it was me. Look at this. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, this is me. (laughs) Are you interested in some more of this? I'm greatly interested in this. Hebrews 2, if you'd go over there. Hebrews 2. The Bible said in Hebrews 2 and 4, it says, God also bearing them witness. Now that's the third scripture we've seen this language in. Bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to His will. God bears witness to His Word, spoken and acted on and lived by His people. The way He signs it and marks it is with what men call miracles and wonders, gifts, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There needs to be a transformation, a a, a renewing of our mind and transformation of our lives. So many are too satisfied with the absence of the miraculous in their lives. Too many have, you know, they, they feel like they know a lot. And they feel like they're comfortable enough. And just do not hunger for it. Nor seek it nor pursue it. But as you read the book of Acts. I want you to read it carefully and with faith. Put yourself in their shoes. What kind of life are they living? What kind of things are they seeing and hearing? Has the church changed? If it did, should it have changed? Or should it be like it began? Do we have the same Holy Spirit they had? Why shouldn't we have the same kind of manifestations? Is our faith the same? Same kind of faith? Same name of Jesus? Same good news gospel? Same Jesus? Then why should our life and existence be more mundane? Be just mental and physical and not spiritual and not supernatural. Friend, they saw some stuff. Didn't they? They saw some things. They were involved in some things. Man, you had uh, translations. A preacher's here, and while he's preaching, he goes, Whoa, this ain't Branson. How did I get over here? But then he realized, I got to preach to that guy, and he just picks up where he left off. Starts preaching. We see people raised from the dead. Guys falling out of multi-story buildings and and just getting up and coming back to the meeting. We see some amazing things, don't we? Are we a part of the same church? Do we have the same Holy Spirit? Why should they have all the fun? Huh? Why? 
Isn't the book of Acts still being written? As you read the book of Acts and you get to the end, what's the last chapter? 28 or whatever it is? Huh? What did I say? Yeah? Uh, You can tell it's not a closure. That's just, it's like a running account of what is happening and then that's where they got to. You and I are still writing it. We're part of the same church. Aren't we? There's still being things written. God's keeping up with it. About, you know, the title is Acts of the Apostles. Really, that's uh, that's a title given by men. Because it wasn't only apostles that experienced amazing things. It was prophets. It was evangelists. It was lay people, we'd call them. People that weren't necessarily in the ministry. There were amazing things happened all through the church. It was the Holy Spirit manifesting and doing things through the whole church. But I want you and I to feed on these things. Camp on them. Read about them. Read about them when you're not at church. Then when you come to church on Friday, we'll talk about it. And we'll camp on it. And we're going to talk about miracles. 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 I'm going to say miracles. Yeah. And we're going to ask ourselves, we're going, we're going to get real, real plain with ourselves and say, hey, now, do you believe that? Yeah. Boy, do you believe that? You believe that really happened? Yeah. Make yourself look at it and think about it. And then once you've made your decision, hopefully you believe the Bible. Then you say, okay, can that happen now? What if that happened tomorrow? Yeah. Am I ready for that? Wow. What if that happened tonight? Yeah. Am I ready for that? Yeah. Because, see, a lot of people like to talk about miracles, but when they start happening, it scares them. They get nervous. They do. And there's a whole group of people that the Bible talks about, says they have a form of godliness, but what do they do? They deny the power thereof. They believe a lot of stuff on paper, but if it starts happening, oh, here we go, oh, wow, wow. That's strange. Oh. And it will be. It will be. It'll be much different than you and I have thought. We know so little. Our experience is so shallow. I've had some small experience with the Lord in some of these areas. And, and you, you want to pull away. You think, oh. Hmm, he's real, ain't he? And he, he's awesome. He, people like to, they, they say all this goofy stuff about him, but he's not real to them. But friend, when God shows up, and his, he could come in here, just barely lift his little finger, and every one of us would paste our nose in the carpet and go, the Lord, he is God. He is so awesome and amazing. He, he doesn't want to scare us, he doesn't want to blow us away, but he does want to do more than what's being done. A lot of it has to do with us, how we think, what we want. If we're content the way things are, he won't push it off on us. But if we get hungry for more, he's ready for more. He, he stays ready. He's always been ready for more. Faith comes by hearing. What if we hear about miracles? 
What if we hear about miracles? We preach about miracles. We teach about miracles. You read about miracles in the book of Acts. And then you talk about miracles at home. And you talk about miracles in your car. Miracles and miracles. And signs and wonders and miracles. And you talk about them so much. You just get to where you expect them. You talk about them so much. Got them on your mind. You just get to where you're looking for them. Where's those miracles? I know they're around here somewhere. (laughs) An exciting thing to me is why would the Lord have us on this? Uh Uh-huh. Why? We don't need to be shocked and seize up when something happens. (laughs) You know, more than once when when the... uh, the Father used Jesus to manifest great miracles of healing and deliverance. The people got scared and wanted him to leave. You remember that? More than once. It scared them. Those people are so used to just the natural and the mental. And when they actually have an experience of God manifesting himself, it can take you aback. I believe the Lord's prepared us. Getting our thinking right. Getting us open. Getting us ready. I'm convinced he has not changed. People have changed, but he has not changed. And what you read about in the book of Acts belongs to us, the church today, just like it belonged to them. In fact, it ought to be increasing. Every generation ought to be getting stronger. Not less, not losing things, advancing, increasing. Somebody said out loud by faith, say, I believe in miracles. I believe in signs. I believe in wonders. Thank you, Lord. You know, God brought out his people, Israel, with signs and wonders, didn't he? You believe all those amazing things happened that you read about? Huh? The frogs and lies and darkness and how about the Red Sea? You believe that? Not a moral myth. <laughs> it's a miraculous truth. Think about it. I mean, the, the, the waves parted, that thing just split. And the Bible said the, uh, the, the waters piled up on each other into a wall and congealed. I mean, I guess that it froze. Well, that's a good way to keep it from collapsing on them. But that's a... a a neat thing that that part was frozen and the whole thing wasn't. I mean, that's, and they walked through it. Can you imagine walking through it? <laughs> that's a fish over there on the other side of that ice. Whoa. Would that be different than just reading about it? Would walking through there, how would you feel? They walk through on dry. Mm-mm. Miracles, miracles. God brought water out of the rock farm. He rained manna, bread out of the sky every day. Fed them supernaturally. Do you believe these things actually happen? Literally happen. Absolutely. They happen. They happen.
God hasn't changed. A lot of people have come not to believe in him, become intellectual and skeptical and unbelieving, but he hasn't changed. He's always been the God of miracles. He's still the God of miracles. He will always be the God of miracles. And he likes to do signs and wonders. He likes to sign his work. (laughs) And we like for him to sign his work. We very much appreciate him signing his work. What is a sign? We said it's a mark. It's an indicator. It's something that you can see that God is real. It's something that you can uh, discern, that other people can discern and see. A miracle, oftentimes the word is used with a similar meaning. It means something that's conspicuous, something that stands out, (laughs) something you're not going to miss. The New Testament word for miracle oftentimes is the word for force or power. I like to say it like this because you see the two words used and if you put them together you could say it like this that a miracle is power that makes possible. Power that makes possible. Makes what possible? What men thought was impossible. <laughs> That's a miracle. What's a miracle? Power that makes possible. Is God the God of power that can make it possible? We need to watch about using that word impossible. And sometimes people have have avoided that one, but they use the word can't. Instead, can't happen, won't happen, can't happen, can't be done, can't, can't, can't. Well, then another way of saying impossible. If it can't happen, that's another way of saying impossible. And no matter how it looks to you or me, God has power that makes possible. And all things are possible to him that believes. So when you get full of this kind of faith, it's real hard for the devil to shake you. Because one of the biggest ways he tries to get you down and discourage you is to convince you it can't be done. Hmm? Too late, too hard, too far gone, no way, no how, can't happen, can't be done. But if you just don't believe like that, if that's against your religion. (laughs) You just say, I'm sorry, but I don't accept that. There's no such thing as can't be done with a God with whom all things are possible and with whom nothing is too hard. We might need to look at some other issues, but that's not one we got to ponder about because it can be done. We may not know how, but it can be done. And you get used to living like this. No matter what's going on, you'll just go into it can be done mode. (laughs) You'll never pay those bills on time and you go, it can be done. I may not know how, but it can be done. It can be done. You'll never come out of this. They say that nobody ever recovers from that. And you say, it can be done. Because God has power that makes possible. (laughs) He made the heavens. He made the earth. He made everything. He's the creator of life. Don't tell me it can't be done. 
Tell me how he made all this. You don't. You can't tell. You don't know. If you can't explain that, how are you going to tell me it can't be done? <laughs> he did that. Said out loud, it can be done. See, just because somebody can't figure it out, they ought to be humble and just say, I don't know how. They ought to say, I can't do it. I don't know how. But to say it can't be done, that's arrogance. Maybe ignorance. It's not good either way. (laughs) I don't want to be arrogant or ignorant. but So I choose to believe it can be done. It can be done. Well, there's no way, no how you're going to get out from all that debt and not lose everything. It can be done. done. (laughs) I'm preaching to somebody. It can be done. Why? People say, well, man, it'd take a miracle. Isn't it great that we happen to serve the God of miracles? Hey, no problem. That's what our God does. That's what he... He specializes in miracles. Right. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Miracle, well, that's just exactly what he does. It's miracles. I mean, from Genesis to Revelation, it's one miracle after another. Isn't it? Miracle, 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 miracle. Moses standing there looking at a bush, burning, 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 but just as green as can be. It's not burning up. That can't be done. Oh, yes, it can. You can't burn something without it affecting it and it being. Not only does it work with bushes, you can do it with people. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Thing was so hot, it was heated up all those times hotter than it had ever been heated in its existence. It was so hot, the people that threw them in were killed immediately. Boom, heat, wiped them out, killed them. And these guys weren't burnt, weren't singed, weren't scorched, didn't even have the smell of smoke on their clothes. It can happen. It can happen. Amazing things can happen. Glorious, wonderful things can happen if you will believe. If I'll believe. If we can believe. We can if we choose to. You like talking about miracles? I can tell you like this. You're like, tell me some more. Tell me some more. (laughs) We serve the God of the miraculous, of miracles, of signs, of wonders. Go to Exodus, the fourth chapter. How about it? Exodus 4. We saw three New Testament scriptures. There are more that deal with this. But the Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That say very plainly that God confirms 
his word with signs and wonders, miracles. He's always been this way. He hasn't changed. He confirms his word with signs and wonders. He signs his word with amazing things that, are, that mark the situation, that are conspicuous, that, hey, this is God. Nobody else could do this. This is him. He marks it so that everybody that sees it and hears it, they will be honest and admit it, will go, ah, that wasn't a man. That wasn't a woman. That, hmm, that was God. Look at that. Mm. Suit me great. If we got to having service in here one day, everybody come by five hours later and every car is still out in the parking lot. They think, what happened? We're all in here going. Wow. And everybody want to know, what happened? What happened? God. 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 He's he's big. He's big. How big is God? He's bigger than the Pacific. He made it. Pacific's big. He's bigger than the biggest mountains land masses. He's bigger than the planet. Planet's big. Our star, our sun, makes our planet look like he's bigger than our star. He made it. They tell us our solar system is a drop in the bigger part that we can't even see. He's bigger than the vastness of space. He's bigger than all the power of all the stars. We, it's hard to, to, to fathom how big he is. And to think, as big as he is, he knows you. Keeps track of the numbers of the hairs. On your head. You don't even keep track with that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I do good to comb them once in a while, not count them. But he, he, keeps, he knows you. He cares, and yet he is his vastness, his what he knows. There's no end of his understanding. His judgments and his ways are unsearchable. Nobody has plumbed the depths or the heights of it. Why am I talking about that? We need a realization of this because people talk about God like he's a Disney advertisement. People talk about God just in such small terminology and, and they struggle with the idea can God help me with this or, and people even make statements well not even your God could do that that's stupid and the more you think like this and the more you focus on him and the more you meditate on him whatever your mind is on you open your spirit up to the mind is the doorway into the spirit and then the Bible tells us to keep our mind stayed on him and he would keep us in perfect peace. Well, something's going on. If perfect peace is permeating our being, what's going on? There must be an inflow through this corridor of our mind. 
of God into us. Is it really that simple? That could you could just set your mind on him and he starts flowing into you? And the more you keep your mind on him and the more you open yourself up to realize how great he is and how big he is. And the more you believe in him, the wider you get open for him to come in and fill. And the more he reveals himself to you. We camped for weeks around here on talking about walking in the light. And we talked about being a disciple. We talked about how God will manifest himself to you. Didn't we see that? That he'll reveal himself. Make himself real to you. That's his desire. That's his word. And we follow him like that far enough. We'll begin to see some unusual things happen. Outstanding things. And the greatest thing is if it became normal to us. (laughs) If the supernatural just became our way of life. Then it wouldn't be such a shock to us when we leave here. (laughs) <laughs> and go go on to the next Exodus 4 and 8 Exodus 4 and 8 it said if it'll come to pass if they will not believe you neither hearken to the voice of the first sign they will believe the voice of the latter sign God had given Moses two signs with his rod and with his hand. You remember those? And I just wanted to draw your attention. D- do you believe that when he threw his rod down, it really became a snake? Yeah. <laughs> People say, how in the world? Well, how in the world does this planet exist? How can you think? How come your heart takes another beat? You know, I reckon God can arrange matter any way he wants to. Hmm? And then when he'd reach and pick it up, I mean, this snake is crawling. And he reaches and picks his tail, and it just goes shrimp, becomes a rod again. See, people, people say, oh, that's, that's just, what, that's magic. That's Harry Potter. That's. <laughs> no, this book was out a long time before <laughs> Harry Potter. And even stuff that seems bizarre, the way that a lot of times people were able to think and come up with it is because so many times it has some basis in some truth somewhere. They may have twisted it and mixed it up. We must believe in the miraculous. Not be afraid of it, but believe that a lot more is possible than what we've been seeing. If we won't be afraid of it, we'll trust him. And believe and be open. He could bring us in to another place. Couldn't he? (laughs) He's talking to me. Yes sir. The signs. Have a voice. They're saying something. Say it out loud. Signs speak. They speak. He said if they don't hear. The voice of the first sign. They will hear and listen to the, the second one. The last one. Because these signs are saying something. What are they saying? What was the message that got across to them when they saw that? Pharaoh wouldn't have given Moses a time of day if there hadn't been some power involved here. Would he? Man, he'd have executed him, but he was scared of him. 
How many would like to see the church get some respect (laughs) in this irreverent world? See, that's one of the prices of being carnal and not having any power or miracles in our midst. People can despise us with impunity, act like there's no God. But as we get into this, we'll see there were some things happen. And the Bible said fear fell on the whole city, on the whole region. Uh, People didn't cuss the church. They didn't say and do things. If the church is buying building materials, somebody's going to cheat them, said, hey, hey, uh, uh, got two words for you. Ananias, (laughs) Sapphira. Are you sure? You want to do this. (laughs) And there was a level of respect. Now this is not just for people. For God. Even among unbelievers. They might not serve him. But they they feared him. Now no amount of education. And dissecting Greek and Hebrew words. Is going to bring that. Is it? Only one thing. Miracles. Signs, wonders, say it out loud, miracles, Miracles. signs, Signs. wonders, Wonders. say it again, miracles, Miracles. signs, Signs. wonders, Wonders. do you believe in them? Do you really? You believe believe in them? Glory. Can it happen? It can happen. Just because you don't know how, or they don't know how, just because you never saw it. Don't mean a thing. It can happen. You remember the Bible said the man of God and people, their students were out one day and they're cutting some wood and the guy's axe head flew off the handle, hit the water. Bloop, it's gone. And he said, oh, it was borrowed. It wasn't mine. And the Lord showed the man of God what to do. And this piece of metal comes swimming up to the surface. Don't you imagine the guy's eyes got real big? He thought, well, and I, he had to tell him, well, reach in there and get it. Pick it up. He's like, why well, don't I want to? This doesn't happen. This is weird. This is strange. See, to your natural mind, it could seem scary. Come on now, put yourself, put yourself in his sandals. Have you ever seen a piece of metal come swimming up off the bottom by itself? Well, what if you saw it? What if you're standing there looking at it? And it's just like a fish. It's just sitting there. You're going, how would you feel? What would you think? This is not somebody's science fiction book. This is the Bible. This is God. This is him. To him it's not a problem. (laughs) Do you need it? Okay, just tell it to come back up. (laughs) That's how he operates. Jesus just walked on top of the water. Didn't he? Do you really believe he physically walked on the water? Huh? Did it happen? It happened. 
The Bible said he comes walking on the water. How do you do that? How do you do that? How can that happen? Somebody say it can happen. It happened. And when they saw him, they were the disciples, when they saw him, they saw Jesus come walking on the water. What did it say? They were filled with faith. No. They've been with him. They have seen miracles. Even when you've seen miracles, there are miracles of a degree you haven't seen that can jar you. They've seen amazing healings, amazing deliverances, amazing things. And yet they've never seen anything like this. And so they they cried out for fear. Ah, ah, grown men. Ah, ah, People that have been with Jesus for months and months and months. They're going, ah, 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 yeah. You see that? I don't, what is that? What is that? Jesus said, it's me, it's me, it's me. We like to think that we believe in the miraculous because we just hadn't had much experience with it. But as you do, it's an eye-opener, brother. Man, makes you reverent. Makes you realize the holiness and the awesomeness of the God we serve. Somebody say glory to God. Thank you, Master. The Bible said while he was on the mount one day, his clothes just started getting bright and got brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until they're just glistening like bright sunshine on snow. Did this really happen? It happened. Maybe it was just a visual thing, you know, maybe the sunshine was hitting the side of the mountain a funny way and. Jesus was standing by a pool and kind of reflected off. Why would I say that? There's all kind of church going people. They choose to believe that. No, this, my friend, is supernatural. The Bible said there's no way. The the New Testament said there's no way you could make those clothes that white. There was no amount of bleach. (laughs) Or anything else that could get clothes like that. The Bible used the word glistening, glistering. It's the idea of it's just sparkling. It's just dazzling. It's just too bright for you to look at. Makes you close your eyes and blink. And then they see two other guys that's supposed to have been dead a long, 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 long time ago standing there having a conversation with him. That'd wake you up. (laughs) Wouldn't it? You mean to tell me you believe all this? Could it happen now? Could it happen? Could these kind of things happen today? Could they? Has God changed? Has has his will changed? We have a different Holy Spirit? No, no, no. People have changed. God has not changed. Say it again, I believe. believe. In In miracles. We've defined a sign. We've defined miracle. The word wonder, it means what you think it means. <laughs> what does a wonder do? <laughs> Makes people wonder. 
It does. It means to be filled with admiration, amazement, and awe. Say to be filled filled. with admiration, Admiration. amazement, Amazement. and awe. awe. Would you like to experience more of this? That you're just absolutely amazed and in awe and in admiration of what God is doing and what he has done. You're just in awe. You're past mentally trying to figure it out. You're just in awe. You know it's real. You know it's there. I've seen the Lord do miracles, healing miracles. And happened so quick. It made you think, well, now, was it there? <laughs> I remember a lady one time had a big, big thing on her wrist, a big old growth type cyst, whatever. And uh, I went to, to pray for her. And I mean, by the time I went to speak, her arm was just smooth, just, just like it wasn't there. Not a second, not a half second, not a quarter second. I mean, I'm talking so fast, you think. Did I say anything yet? And I looked at her and she said, it's gone. I, I thought, well, yeah, so it was there. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought I saw it was there. <laughs> and it's not like I felt anything or she felt anything. It just wasn't there. She said, where, where, where did it go? I, thought, I don't know. I don't, thank God it's gone. That's what matters. Numerous times I I believe this has happened with with people in our church here, our friends, our family. Numerous scores of times. Somebody had gotten hurt. Somebody was in some kind of an accident or incident. And they checked them and they said, oh man, this is broke and that's torn and that's destroyed. And and we'll have to do all this. and, And we prayed and asked God. And I mean, before they could examine them again, they couldn't find it. That has happened scores of times in this church. Right here. And so, I mean, that is the best. You didn't have to get over it. You just never had to be treated for it. It just was. Somebody say miracles. Miracles. Some miracles are not signs for everybody else. They might be a sign to the individual. But the Lord doesn't intend that all miracles be broadcast. You remember him telling people? They would experience some amazing things and he'd tell them, don't tell anybody about this. Remember him saying that? He'd say, don't, sometimes he said, don't go back to the town and don't tell it to anybody in the town. They didn't always listen to him. They should have. So I've heard people try to say, well, he's, he knew they couldn't keep from telling it. It's just kind of a form of reverse psychology. Was not. Was not. He... He meant for them to do what he told them to do. And you can see that it said immediately after that it says he couldn't even go out among the people anymore. It hindered him. There were reasons why he told them to do that. But then there are other things that are signs. God means to jar the community with it. He means to. And he hasn't changed. I'd like to see some community jarring things. Not just here, but all over, wherever the Lord would move and do things. But community, city, town, county, 
state, country. Jarring things. Where the people had to come check it out and go, what What happened here? What? And nobody can explain it. And whether they'll listen or not, we can tell them. God signed it. It was him and he signed it. So what does it mean? It means it's him. He said, it's me. I'm real. I'm here. What are you going to do with it? (laughs) Go with me to the book of Acts, please. Jesus is our example in everything. There is no greater example. Don't take any man or woman and make them your ultimate example. And so, well, I want to be just like them. I want to be just like brother so-and-so or this one or that one or, you know, family members. Who It doesn't make any difference. Don't take any man and set them up to be your ultimate example. You're shooting too low. If there's something about them you like and want to be like, it's because to some degree they're like the master. So go ahead and lift up your eyes on to him, the example, to be like him, to live like him. Is it possible to have a prayer life like Jesus had, to commune with the Father like he did? Is that possible? Is it possible to believe and have faith and exercise faith like Jesus? Is it true or not? Didn't he say, if you believe on me, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Not that you're greater than the master, but because he was going on to the Father. If he would have stayed and continued, things would have just kept getting greater and greater and greater. But he wasn't just doing it for that purpose only. He did that as an example, and then he's, he's come down here to be our substitute, our sacrifice. So he, then he did that. He showed us how to do it, and then he did that. Now he wants us to pick up and do what he did. And for it to just keep growing. And getting greater. So is it possible for us to have faith and walk in faith in the earth like he did? Most Christians don't believe it, but it is. To commune with the Father. To pray and commune with him and hear from him like Jesus did when he walked the earth. It's possible. And if that's possible, then it's possible to have the same kind of things happen. Amazing miracles. And things happen. In fact, after Jesus is raised from the dead, we see amazing things happen uh, by the disciples and apostles' hands. And the Bible said the unbelievers looked at them and saw it and took note that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> they thought. They didn't, you know, they were trying to speak against it. But they said, I'll tell you what happened. They've been with Jesus. They, they, why? Because they were doing what he was doing. They just continued what he had been doing. And the church is not dead. I said the church is not dead. It's continuing on today. You're the church. I'm the church. We're the church. People like us all over the planet. And we shouldn't be a dead mental bunch. There should be more to our life. Than niceties. And scripture notes. There should be some power. Power. Power, there should be some miracles. There should be some signs and some wonders. There should be some manifestations of things you cannot explain. 
things that are marked, pronounced. You can't miss it. There it is. What are you going to do with it? Did I give you a scripture? Yeah, I did. Acts 2. Acts 2 and 22. He said, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. How did God approve him? By miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. He said, everybody around here knows the amazing things that happened through, through his life and ministry. And he's telling them, do you not understand that that was God approving him? God was signing what he was preaching. God was stamping him and saying, this is him. This is the one I sent. This is what I said. How did he do it? Healings, deliverances, water turned to wine, dead raised. Do you believe these things really happen, actually happen? Are we just to look longingly on this and and marvel at it? And Is that why God gave it to us? To just look at it and go, ooh, that was amazing, wasn't it? Wouldn't it have been exciting if you could have been back there and seen some of those things? Why would he do that? Just give it to us to marvel at only. No. The book of Acts is not just a history book. It's a pattern. I said it's a pattern. It's a revelation of how the church is supposed to think and what the church is supposed to do. How Christians, how believers are supposed to live. Is it possible we can pray more? We can get our thinking straightened up. Our faith can get stronger. We can get our minds right and our spirits right. Is it possible? We can come in even to this place. One mind. One accord. Focused. Full of faith. Believing. We've seen some things. We know God's a God of miracles. We, We should not be even debating about that. We hear testimonies every week people God has healed and delivered and done miraculous things. We know it's real. Do we know there's more? Do we know there's a lot more? A a whole lot more than where we've been wading around ankle deep. Is there knee deep? And more. Thank you Lord. I'm not talking about seeking the spectacular. I don't have time to get into it all tonight. But we're not supposed to just seek after signs. The scripture that deals with that. And we're not supposed to require a sign before we're going to believe. That's evil, the Bible said. We'll touch on that as time permits in the future. But we, I'm talking about being open to what God can do. And what he will do, would do, for people that would yield to him and cooperate. I'm talking about coveting earnestly the best gifts. Hungering and thirsting after the precious and right and good things of God. Believing that God is exactly who he said he is in this book. 
He's every amazing thing you ever conceived of and far, far, far beyond. And thinking about it and talking about it and thinking about it and talking about it till our being becomes transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we no longer think it a thing impossible for God to show up and put some new kidneys in. Or instantly mend a bone. And not just limit him to healing miracles. What else would you do Lord? Help us to be open. And to yield. Say that loud Lord I believe you can do anything. Nothing's too hard for you. Nothing at all. With you. There's no such thing thing. as it can't be done. done. I believe believe. you are the great God, God. created the heavens and the earth, earth. everything in them. You made me. You You are the giver of life, life. able to resurrect resurrect. from death. death. You You are the one. Who has overcome overcome. death, Death. hell, Hell. the grave. grave. With you nothing's impossible. impossible. Thank you Lord. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. With you nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Nothing. Nothing. Relationship wise is impossible. Nothing emotionally is impossible. Huh? Huh? No, there's no such thing in being in such bad shape, mentally and emotionally, that God can't fix you and make you sound of mind and peace in your mind. No such thing as being too far gone physically. No such thing as being too far gone financially. God does financial miracles. Financial miracles. Miracles. Why should it be a thing thought hard for God to do? These things must seem so paltry, so small from his perspective. How must it strike him if somebody asks him in all earnesty, God, can you help me pay my electric bill? You got to figure out where he's looking from. He sees the vastness of space. He sees all the stars and the solar systems and all the human beings that he's keeping their heart beating. And you want to know, can he pay your electric bill? <laughs> I'm glad he it doesn't is not quick to get indignant yeah. with ignorant babies. <laughs> he, he just looks with maybe he shakes his head once in a while and goes, Wow. <laughs> yes I can. <laughs> yes I can. Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's lift our hands. Worship God for a few moments tonight. Let's exercise our faith. In his greatness, in his vastness. Lift up your hands. Lift up your heart. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.